Hey everybody, welcome back to She Says Podcast. I am your host, Kendra, and after a bit of a hiatus, I am returning this year with renewed passion and a focused vision. 2020, right? Today, I have a special guest joining me. She can most recently be seen in Marvel's Hellstrom, currently streaming on Hulu, as well as Mindhunter. Miss June Carroll, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Hi, Kendra. I am really well. Can you hear me okay? Am I coming in all right? You are. I can hear you just fine. Okay. Yeah. Really what you said, 2020, man. (laughs) (laughs) Going into 2021. It's a rough start. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good look. Not a good look. (laughs) Not a good look at all. That's that's putting it lightly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, before I delve into your latest released project, I would like to take take it all the way back and would love to ask you what influenced you to pursue a career in acting. You know, it's a couple of things. Um, I was going to be a lawyer. Um, My uh, high school history teacher and my mom's best friend, Lejeune, uh, so that's Miss Piasic and Lejeune Bradford. We'd all sort of like plotted my trajectory. I was going to go to Brown University for law uh, undergrad and then University of Chicago, which was Lejeune's alma mater for law school. And, um, you know, I got there, got to Brown, my first, got into Brown. That was amazing. Um, and struggled my first year, just was in over my head because, um, You know, I was trying to do anything and everything, trying to cover all my bases. I wanted to do economics. I wanted to do political science. I wanted to do all of these uh, different things. And honestly, my brain doesn't work that way. And so I struggled for uh, my first year. And one thing that happened is I I came back after um, my freshman year and my sister, Joy, was she was in speech and debate and for this graduation project her class put together a series of of monologues and scenes and i had never seen my sister like that she's an incredibly intelligent human being and really funny and really sensitive to see her play this little old jewish woman lying in a, a coffin sort of reckoning with life and death, I was just like, I've never seen her like that. I've never seen anything that powerful. Wow, I wish I could do that. It was a fleeting thought. It was just a fleeting thought. I go back to Brown and struggled some more. Political science, I loved, loved, loved the theory. I could not get the numbers to save my life. <laughs> so, so, you know, um, get to gra- I get to graduation. I haven't done any um, internships. I am not interested in internships. I know how to write a really good legal brief about bull semen, but uh, all of my friends who are going ba- coming back from law school are miserable. And then I get to graduation and I'm looking at my, my teammate, Alex, we're sitting across the table from each other at the, you know, departmental ceremony and we're going, who are all of these people? So 
I transitioned. I stayed on uh, at Brown. I transitioned to the liter the English literature department, and got uh, into a drama survey course. The drama survey course was taught by Paula Vogel, so she's a playwright. And um, for my midterm, not thinking anything about her, because uh, I didn't know what she was. Um, other than my professor, I wrote a play for my midterm. Okay. And so Paula was like, do you want to join my playwriting class? And I was like, sure, because I'd taken a creative writing class, but nothing since I hadn't quite found what it was I wanted to do. I thought I was going to get my PhD in English literature. I was going to lock myself in an ivory tower and talk about literature because I realized that that was something I knew how to do. I knew how to talk about the world in literary terms and in literary, literary cr criticism terms, in terms of literary criticism. Um, it just made much more sense to me. So I get into uh, Paula's class and for our midterm, uh, we were writing a soap opera. It was like six or seven of us uh, in the class and midterms rolled around and all of the other actors were buried in their midterm. So all of us writers got drafted into the um, play. And, wow. <laughs> yeah. And this, I got bit, you know, the, you know, I did the thing <laughs> and it was so much fun. And then I later um, did, I was invited to do another play and that was fun. And then I auditioned for a play at uh, Perishable Theater down the block from uh, Brown and I got in and my teacher, Paula, came, took me aside my, I think it was my second year. And she said, look, you want to get your PhD I hear that, but you need to go act. Wow. Literature will always be here. Go to ACT, American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco had this, has a, an acting, actors training program. It's just a 10 week Congress. She said, go act, just go act. Wow. And I did, and I haven't looked back. In fact, um, 10 years, 10 or 11 years later, Paula came to, ACT to see a play uh, by Robert uh, uh, O'Hara with tap dancing uh, slaves. And I was one of these tap dancing barefoot slaves. And I get this message afterward. Hey, uh, from the director. He's like, uh, Paula Vogel wants to talk to you. And I was like, Paula was here. It had come full circle. Wow. Paula saw me doing what she'd seen I could do. And that just, it was one of those moments that was just so affirming. It was like, yeah, you're in the right place. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a long-winded answer, but that's the story. I love, I it. love it. That's, 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 awesome. that's awesome. Talk about, Talk full, about circle. full circle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I can definitely say that your pursuit is not in vain. Oh. Um, your work is phenomenal. Wow, thank um, you. <laughs> That's really kind of you. Oh my goodness, thanks. <laughs> absolutely. I, I love it. Um, and, you know, my family, my husband and I, we're huge Marvel fans. Uh, he more so than I, but, you know, we're one at yeah. this point. So I like it yeah. probably just as much. Yeah. And, um, and so getting into your latest role on Marvel's 
uh, Hellstrom, yeah. I would argue that the world of Hellstrom parallels our current world Boom. in many yep. different ways. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So what can you tell me about the show and, 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 you know, the way you think it parallels with our world? You know, Marvel is a show, uh, uh, Hellstrom is a show about people trying to figure out who they are in the face of pure evil. <laughs> that is the moment we are living through right now. It doesn't get any clearer. Yeah. Um, you know, people with wounds, the uh, Hellstrom siblings, and a unique ability to deal with them have to figure out whose side they're on. And Damon chooses one path, Anna chooses another path. I am Damon's sort of surrogate mom. And every so often I gotta slap him upside the head and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and later I'm trying to help hold these two incredible forces uh, to their own hearts. And I get swallowed into this world. I mean, get see a side of the world that even I, with all I've seen, Dr. Louise Hastings, am not expecting. It's so much fun and so fulfilling. It was so fulfilling to get to do. It was so, because you know, you, as a black actor, you don't often, and especially when you're when you're like down down way down the totem pole, you don't often get to play fully realized human beings. You can bring as much of you as you can, but very often you are sort of a functionary. You are there to further someone else's story. And what I really admired about uh, Paul Zbizhevsky and um, Megan Bradner and everyone who got behind Hellstrom is they wanted me to be a full human being. They wanted a black person to be a human being, a fully real, that, that means somebody who makes mistakes. Yeah. That means somebody who um, doesn't always have the answer. But it also means somebody who isn't there just to coddle and care for everyone else and has no inner life. That was so incredible. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. It was such a gift. That's amazing. Um, so yes, you you talked about her a little bit. You played Dr. Hastings. Yeah. And uh, like you said, she's human. Yeah. Um, that character, you, you were allowed to be human. Um, and like all of us, she's unperfect. Right. Um, but as you watch the show, you can see that she plays no games. <laughs> you know? she, she plays no games when it comes to people doing and being better. And, and listen, don't we need, like, we need that. And, um, Desperately. You know, I, desperately, and from what I can see, you know, in terms of your social media presence, you <laughs> seem to, you know, you seem to harbor some of that same conviction, and I'm here for it. Okay? Hair always on fire. This one, I, you know, I think that it's sort of um, 
it's it's a luxury i think to be able to say what you think because we live in this society that says certain people don't get to talk and i think the beauty of um the what i've been granted in my life is just enough righteous indignation yeah there it is that's it (laughs) (laughs) and some incredible role models to help me steer and be willing to say you know what that's not okay that's not right that's Mm -hmm. and we can go further i i guess i just i think it comes partly from being uh, uh, an aspiring playwright as well you know because I spend okay. as much of my waking life trying to figure out how to say things about the world which was what I was trying to do with when I when I got into this in the first place mm-hmm. you know I um, I spend as much of my waking life trying to figure out how to have an impact on the world in but by, by, by creating, recreating that world and saying to the world, look, this is who you are. Look at this. Yeah. This is not okay. This is not right. And I just, I think I'm just not capable of shutting up and I'm getting less. I mean, you have to be smart. You can't just say whatever, whenever, but you can say what you feel. And right. I just, I think I'm, I think it's also that I'm old enough that I don't quite care if it makes some people uncomfortable mm-hmm. that I'm mad. It's like, yeah, I'm mad. And uh, you're going to know about it. And uh, if that is, if that makes you uncomfortable, that's on you. So <laughs> <Act weird>. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's amazing. I, like I said, I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> you could, if you knew my husband and he heard what you just said, he would, he would probably think that he, I would say something like that because <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't tolerate very well uh, just nonsense and yeah. uh, and I, I'm vocal about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I it it, it is like it's one of those situations where um you you have to hold the mirror up sometimes yes you know yeah. um and and people need to kept, catch a glimpse of what they're doing and, and how they're behaving yeah. and what they're putting out into the world yes um and how it doesn't just affect you this is this this is there's a huge picture here we're talking about the entire world the whole world right and um i <laughs> just need people to realize that um you you do not exist in this little bubble all by yourself with your own views and your own it's not all about you (laughs) it's not it that's that's it right there it's not all about you you know and i don't it's just it's insane but um i love that i love that you use your voice as a platform to hold that mirror up i love that it's it's so necessary it is it really is and i love that same thing um you know for you as well it's just 
it's amazing. I can definitely see. I just, I'm looking forward to whatever projects you have in store because your voice is, uh, it, it's powerful. And, and I think that people will listen. I for sure will. Um, absolutely. And so speaking of projects and things you may be uh, doing, yeah. what's, what things can we look forward to from you? Um, this makes me smile. I am, well, there are two things that make me smile. I'm writing a children's play about a little girl. It's a Khoisan, it's based on a Khoisan, uh, a series of Khoisan uh, folk tales, African folk tales about the little girl who made the Milky Way. Uh, and I'm doing that with um, uh, Imagination Theater uh, here in Los Angeles. But the one that really tickles me, <laughs> <laughs> I am writing, I'm writing an opera with my friend Jason Barabba about Aunt Jemima. Oh boy. <laughs> it tickles me so. Because that woman's got to go. Yes, she does. She got to go. But it's 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 actually more just about the face the human behind that construct and again holding up the mirror to a society that is so blind willfully blind to its unrighteousness and its hypocrisy that it dumped it all onto this caricature and then asked people, real life human beings, to step into that caricature and play that role. Right. You know, because that's, I, you know, American culture is fascinating because it is, uh, who was it? Eddie Glaude was saying, you know, we're not different from any other country. We're just not adept at owning our sins. We just can't do it. And I think that that comes from founding your self on the backs of other people, founding yourself on erasure. Um, the Constitution is a phenomenal document. The Federalist Paper is brilliant. Mm -hmm. But when you have to make exception, build exceptions into <laughs> your documentation because you got a whole passel of folks who don't look like you and don't reap the benefits of literally what you're talking about, what it means to be a man, right. what it means to be human. Define, you have to go out of your way to define what is human and what is not. Of course you're gonna get um, split personality. And of course you're going to have people crawling the walls of the legislature. Of course you're going to have that because mm -hmm. you've, you've founded yourself on a lie. You know, Colin Kaepernick comes along and, and you know, takes a knee and you're like, shut up. Right. Right. Blue lives matter. You know, well, what exactly did he do to end up with the policeman on his knee? 
this is such a logical we are in such a logical place i mean it's not fun being uh living through history but it makes so much sense that we're here and there are there are those of us who've been saying this for centuries <laughs> two right. centuries saying this and i'm i don't mean to pontificate i will shut up in a moment but america makes so much sense to me right now and the reckoning who knew that a revolution actually would be televised um right <laughs> <laughs> you know it's that's it's, the I, truth you know it, it it's 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 a fascinating thing it's a fascinating thing to watch people contort themselves and now they can't do it anymore there's literally nowhere left to run there's nowhere left to run the mirror <laughs> is that they're, they're through the looking glass it's like they got arnold schwarzenegger telling them about themselves that's how bad it is right <laughs> you are right <laughs> it's a shame man it's a shame come on now conan the barbarian is telling you about yourself come on now <laughs> come on now yes the barbarian <laughs> isn't that interesting it's fascinating isn't it it really is it really is um a lot to grapple um, with and you know blue lives matter until they stand in the way of your calls I mean right and you know then you're trampled all over them apparently huh okay (laughs) beat them a little too throw stuff at them Mm. you know flagpoles too flagpoles that's just yeah you know just regular day I guess (laughs) but But Antifa's the problem. Okay, sure. Right, right. Black Lives Matter, that's the problem. Okay, Whatever, you know, whatever helps you sleep at night because that's a bunch of baloney. That's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Just, you know, and they're hemming and hawing and, well, unity, well, what about unity? What about you? How about just accountability? How about you just be accountable? You've let yeah, this man yeah. do this. He's not. He's not. He's not that different from you. He's. He, you can't. You. The thing that I noticed. I. I'm, I'm. The thing I noticed about this country is, you know, when the lone gunman comes and uh, shoots up the place and kills a bunch of people, there's this. Um, he was this. He is this other. He's not us. He's this other. Uh, the. You know somebody not even a black lives matter person turns out smashes a store window but somebody smashes a store window because they're fed up with having that store take money from a community it gives nothing back to and then it's so you, you get you paint the entire community with this broad brush of va- vandals and you know enemies of the state there's this knee-jerk need to sort of put it over there and now they can't do it and they're hemming and hawing and oh but unity and well it wasn't that bad you know the man in the white house is not a an accident he is a symptom you know absolutely sorry i didn't mean to go on like that sorry no no need to apologize at all i mean it's just this great conversation and um i i echo those same sentiments this is not an accident this is not something that uh that it was happenstance like people millions of people went out and voted 
Mm-hmm. for what it is um that, that we have now and and to turn around and, and be surprised I, I i i want to i try to extend as much empathy as possible but at the same time it's yeah. just like um you it's insane to do one thing and then do that thing over and over and then expect different results that's the definition of insanity and i'm just looking like i'm sorry what yeah yeah you know no, no, ma'am, no, sir. That's that's not that's that's not how this thing works. It really isn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, 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 no. <laughs> it's yeah, just, no. It was, it, I didn't know. Yeah, it was like that when I got here. You know, it's like what? No, right. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. we're here. It's definitely we're definitely here, and um, it, it America does make a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. And then they're crying when they're on their way out there, when they're being taken out the airport. You know, the guy that's crying because he can't get on the yeah. plane. <laughs> no, man, yeah. You yeah. Yeah, Black, that's what you You know, and it, the, the, the faster you identify that, yeah. um, the better. The better. You know, um, hypocrisy is, is definitely the, the thing you see running around here. Ooh. But, um, you know, when I, I wanted to ask you a question about um, dreams. Yeah. Just because, like, you know, I think as people of color, as Black women specifically, yeah. um, you know, we face a lot of adversity. Um, things that are spoken to and, and things that often are not. Things that are just known um you know within ourselves things we just deal with that people don't even know about and um as far as dreams and and things we aspire to do things we aspire to be um I would love to know what advice you would offer those who have dreams uh, as people of color as black women uh men um any black or brown people for that matter what yeah. what advice you would give those who have a dream um and aspire to do something great specifically maybe even a desire to pursue acting what would you say to them um for acting specifically love it because it's hard it's painful you are slotted in many times and you you see and you know and it's changing ever so slightly and slowly a little bit every day um but keep your eyes open to what it is you want and do not say no do not accept no i should say i think that we have to envision ourselves. We have to vision, revision ourselves. Um, I think that we have to be relentless in the pursuit of what it is we want because it's not. It's not that it's not hard. It's not that it's it's easy for everybody. It's it's. I'm not saying that it's easy for right, you know right. people who aren't of color, but particularly when you are black, when you are brown, 
you have to know who you are from the ground up, from the toes up. Mm, mm, mm. And you have to sit and live and defend that. Defend it like it's your life, because it is. And defend your dreams like they're your life, because they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And do not take no. Um, Learn the steps. Don't think you can just show up on that. Oh, I feel like I'm being, I I feel like I want to do X. And you're not prepared. Prepare, be prepared. If it's Mm -hmm. acting, take an act, take acting classes, write. If you are, if you are so inclined, even just a little, write, make your own material. Um, get in front of, uh, casting directors in any way that you can. Um, but educate yourself. I have, um, been in too many situations where I was on the other side of the desk where somebody showed up and said, Hey, I'm black. So that's all, that's, that's all, that's all that's required. No, baby. (laughs) No, baby. No, Mm -mm. because we have to be 10 times. It's not even three, twice as hard. We got to be 10 times better to get half as far. Right. So, um, I think one thing that I do in terms of dreams and it is taking, it's taken me all 53 of my years to get to this place. And I know I'm not quite there yet is whatever it is you dream, whatever it is you say yes to the universe will reflect that back to you. Universe, God, creator, whatever you call it. We reflect it back to you, gives you the life you believe you, you want. So if you believe no, then no is what comes your way. If you believe halfway, halfway is what comes your way. Don't be halfway. Um, don't settle, educate yourself, know everything that there is to know and then some about whatever it is you want to do. So the no one so that no one can question your authority, your ability. Don't hide behind, oh, well, it, don't hide behind every all the bad that happened. The bad happens. The bad happens. Right. Don't let it rob you of your dreams. Wow. That's good stuff. You know, um, that's amazing. And I, I hope... I know I gained a lot from just that that answer and I hope whoever listens thank y'all for listening of course but I hope that you are actually um, taking in these nuggets because um, once we you know as people of color acquire a space it is imperative for us to uh, make sure we're you know doing that space due diligence you know yeah. where we're we're uh, we're taking it seriously yes um, because oftentimes we want to take up space yes we want to acquire these things these positions yes um and 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 then when we get there oftentimes out of pride just sheer pride, just out of pride. we um we just stop and 
Yeah. Uh, there's no continuing of education. I just finished writing um, a paper on that. Uh, there's no continuing of education. There's no trying to get up under those who came before you. I'm a big elders type of person. Yes. I like learning from those yes. who have seen it and been there before me. Yes. And, um, and yeah, and so, uh, and and not that I can't learn from anyone who's younger than me. I learn from my kids all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they make me better every day. But but in terms of, you know, elders and, and, and not just elders within your family or within your field, but just, uh, just people in general um, mm -hmm. who are where you desire or aspire to be, I think it's important to, to, to somewhat, well, not even somewhat, but just fully um, learn from Absolutely. their mistakes and, and you know, in their successes, uh, because, yeah. you know, we can we can get to our next level by doing what they did in the way that we're supposed to not not mimicking. No, exactly. You know, or trying, you know what I mean? Not mimicking. Yes doing doing it the way you're supposed to do it that that's that's right for your path and your journey but right. but also knowing that there are good examples out there that have done what you aspire to do in their way and yep. you can take you can take nuggets from their lives and their mistakes and and like you said someone can take from what you said the importance of um not taking no for an answer you yeah. know, they're getting that from you as someone who has done that already and yeah. is continuing to do so. And um, I love that. Uh, I won't, you know, keep it. I could talk. It seems as though I could talk to you for a this, long time. I could talk to you for a, I could talk to you for all day. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I just want to take this opportunity to thank you. Oh, gosh. Um, thank you. Absolutely. For taking the time to converse with me. Um, and so in closing, I just want to give you an opportunity to, to tell our listeners where they can connect with you on social media, how they can, you know, follow you and, and, and stay abreast on things that you have coming in the future. Okay. Well, um, if you want to hear me screaming, <laughs> I'm on Instagram. <laughs> I am on Instagram and Twitter, uh, June Carroll on Twitter and, and Instagram. Um, my blog is www.jcarol.com backslash blog. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you happen to be into theater, um, Vagrancy is working on a, I'm working on a show with Vagrancy Theater, um, The Vagrants, um, and you can catch their stuff on YouTube at The Vagrants, um, yeah, there's actually, yeah, there's a piece on there that I got to do with them about uh, the death of uh, Oluwatoyin Salau earlier this uh, in June. So I'm kind of everywhere. I'm kind of everywhere. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah. I understand. You, you get in where you can, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, so, well, all right, folks, there you have it. Um, the wonderful Miss June Carroll. 
Kendra, has joined so me. You're so welcome. Check her out now on Hellstrom that's streaming on Hulu and Mindhunter as well that is currently streaming on Netflix. I'm right about that, right? Isn't it? Yes. Netflix. Yes. I thought so. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, who, uh, yeah, Mindhunter is on Netflix. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good, good. Uh, well, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you Thank again. You. This was really wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. And, um, Signing off. Signing off. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the She Says Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Kendra. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you in the next episode. Signing off. Peace. Thank you.